Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I am your host, Autumn Frisbee. Welcome to the show. Uh, today, we have Tally Boblet on our show, and um, Tally is a local Pal- um, Palm Beach County homeschool mom who has um, just a great story, and I'm just excited to have her on the show to be able to share uh, what she has seen homeschooling the last two years, and um, even more importantly, what led to her decision to homeschool. So welcome to the show. Wow. Thank you so much, Autumn. I'm so grateful to be here and just to share whatever part or aspect of my story can potentially help any other homeschooling folks or people who are even thinking about doing it. So thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you very much. And um, let's start off by telling um, the listeners about your family. Uh, We have two daughters, Callie and Maya. Uh, One is nine and the other is seven. Um, My husband and I uh, both actually just turned 40 and um, we've kind of been working from home, uh, especially him on and off for, for many years. Me, I've always worked from home, which has been great, um, but sometimes a little challenging. And um, yeah, we just, I mean, it's, we're just like the foursome that just loves to travel and explore and try new things. And so, you know, this is kind of where the road has led us. And that is great. That is the benefit. And that is the reason why we homeschool. Um, People are experiencing different ways of working from home, working on the road. So I love that. Um, And how long have you been homeschooling for? So we are on our second year of homeschooling. Um, it's great. I love it. And I hope we can keep it going forever. And what exactly led you to your decision to homeschool? Well, let's see. In one short word, I guess COVID. Um, it's so weird how when we grow up and we have children, especially in this country, everybody just assumes that at five, they're all just going to go to school and we never question it. And my husband and I were a couple just like that. We are going to have babies. We move to the area where you have the best schools and it's also amazing. And um, you put them in school. And they started. Uh, my my oldest daughter went through kindergarten and first grade. Um, my youngest uh, just got through one year of basically preschool because she's a November baby. And then the pandemic hit. And for us, our date was March 13th of 2019 and or I'm sorry of 2020 because it was I knew it was Friday the 13th and the news had broken out that you know COVID is happening and I messaged uh, my daughter's teacher and she said don't worry about bringing her in I don't think that people are going to be coming back to school after the um the spring break and so once they were out and we were all hunkered down we started noticing all the benefits of having my children around and they were like so amazing and i know this isn't the case for everybody and i understand that it's it can be challenging and we definitely had challenging days but moreover i felt so comfortable knowing that where my kids were what they were doing and of course this was easy peasy nobody has to do work nobody has to do school we're all just kind of figuring it out so of course it was super easy we were just having like it was like summer an extended summer all spring Mm -hmm. and it was fantastic then q july i got really sick with covid and I couldn't see the girls and my husband for a little over three weeks. Uh, and I had never been away from them for more than 24 hours. So you can imagine how difficult things were. I was fine. I recovered. Everything was great. But once I recovered from COVID, my husband and I sat down and we're like, 
do we really want to go back, quote unquote, onto the hamster wheel? And after a little bit of time and conversation, we're like, we wanted to homeschool down the road, potentially middle school or high school. But COVID came and we're like, why don't we just stick to this, try it out and see if it works. And after a good, you know, couple hour conversation, we decided we're just going to do that for the fall of 2020 and see how things pan out. And Mm -hmm. that's how we came to the conclusion that for at least that year, we were going to continue to homeschool. But the reasons for making that decision were vastly different than the reasons that I have today. So when you first started out that fall of 2020, what was it like to homeschool? Uh, Chaotic. (laughs) It was crazy. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that I really, really, really wanted to do everything and almost parallel to what the public school was doing down the street, right? Because it was, quote unquote, temporary. And what if they have to go back? Do I want my kid to be behind? Do I want them not to be socially adept to everybody else if they've been around for a year? Little things like that that you start questioning and you start doubting yourself naturally. Why? Because my goal was to mimic the public school operation. And so trying to get her to do all her work on the computer is tough, especially at that age. You know, trying to get the kindergartner to sit on the computer for a variety of hours. That's also tough. We're not a big techie family in the house with the girls. So for them, that was new. They were just learning how to type. My little one was just learning how to use a mouse. It was Mm -hmm. challenge after challenge. (laughs) But we knew that those challenges were going to be less than the challenges of sending them to school to go have anxiety all day about mask wearing, not mask wearing, people getting sick, mm-hmm. students and, 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 and teachers getting sick, and them not knowing what's going to happen. So I will say that. If you have to compare, I will say that that was challenging, but not as challenging as if we would have sent them. Right, because that's an unstable environment for them when you're sending them away. Big time. And my kids are worriers. They do. They, they wonder, mm-hmm. you know, like, why is my teacher missing today, right? And then... Mm-hmm. They hear from other people, you know, they know that people die from COVID. I mean, they just know we try to shield them as much as we can, but there's only so much you can protect them when all they hear about is COVID and how sick people are getting. And I don't want my kid coming home one day and saying, hey, why is my classmate missing? And are they going to pass because of COVID? Those are just things that don't need to be added to their daily schedule, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. And so once you started to get kind of more in a homeschool groove, Um, And maybe out of that mindset of you have to do everything and bombarding them with all of this work. Um, When did that really change and when did that shift for you? Well, I got to be honest, um, it didn't shift until we finished, quote unquote, our school year because our school year went super fast. Because even though once we got in the groove and once we got all our projects and all our work and we followed the curriculum and all that, because it was only two of them, we were able to move a lot quicker. So we finished quote unquote, the school year, I would say late March um, of, of last year. And so we finished the year, but I felt like I was forcing myself to find the joy in being part of my children's education. Because I felt like I had so many obstacles and I felt like I was failing at every turn because I wasn't doing it, quote unquote, as good as their teacher would do it. And so once I once we shut down schooling uh, or formal schooling, if you will, for the school year and we got into the summer and we got into traveling in our in our camper more and I started acknowledging 
that we educate our children all day long. And we just have to find the opportunities throughout the day to capitalize on their understanding and our explanation of certain concepts, topics, or ideas. So in essence, we don't need to sit down for 45 minutes to teach our kids arithmetic when we could do it through, for example, we have money games we play, we have math games we play, but they're all in good fun. And for me, it was kind of like, well, we don't need to do it parallel to the school because I don't even know that we're going to go back to public school. And so when we realized that we are likely not going to go back, then we were like, we can do this our way, right? And in a way where I don't feel like I'm failing because inevitably, if I feel like I'm failing, I'm not really bringing my A game to the table when I'm there ready to teach and, 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 and you know, enlighten my kids. So when I came to that realization, it was like a dark cloud like was removed from my atmosphere. It was so unbelievable and so cathartic and so like it was literally like a bucket of cold water on me. <laughs> it's unbelievable, really, you know, because we're so hard on ourselves. But here it but it all goes back to. Has anybody stopped to question why kids go to school? What is the purpose of school? Who came up with formal school and why it's an obligation? And what are your kids getting out of it? And once I started asking those questions and talking about them with my husband, we got a lot of questions answered that really set us on our way, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just love that because I have goosebumps now. But just really, it, <laughs> it does take a little while to really get over like yourself as a parent mm-hmm. and get and letting go and realizing that they are learning all the time and letting go of those really, expectations right? yeah and spending time with them quality time well that's the other thing that i'm gathering that's exactly right because look if you do the math there's there's a book that i'm reading and if you do the math they really only get about 20 hours a week to free to think freely to kind of do them mm-hmm. to be by themselves to be bored, to be creative, to not be directed as to what you need to do. And there's no expectation. I feel personally, based on our attachment style parenting, that more things should be kid-led. They intuitively know so much already that for us, our most successful homeschool day is when I let them lead. And I say, hey, girls, what do you want to learn about today? Oh, I just saw this really cute puppy that I want to, let's do it. And we do a deep dive into dogs and we find out everything there is to know about canines, about the different species, how they operate, how they reproduce, everything that is age appropriate for them regarding dogs. And they do it with joy because they love dogs and they brought it up. So while I understand that the public school system has methods and and procedures in order to keep 20 plus kids in a classroom contained, organized, following through, etc. There's a lot of extra that goes into it. And I'm not here to downplay or take away from the educators and the amazing teachers who give their lives and dedicate their lives to helping children be better. What I'm saying is, if you have the opportunity to do it your own way, get the research, find out the resources that you need, 
find out what your family's goal is, right? Because I, I did reverse engineering. I, I'm wondering, I'm like, what do I want my kids to be like when they're grownups, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do I want them to be emotionally intelligent individuals? Yep, we incorporated that into our curriculum. Do I want my girls to know basic survival skills? Yep, we're incorporating that into the mm-hmm. curriculum. Do I want my girls to be bilingual and learn Spanish? Yes, because I'm Spanish and my mom is already like writing us off because they don't know Spanish. So I'm getting my A game back on that. So now I'm able to do that and able to control what they see, what how they see it, mm-hmm. how they get it. And guess what? It's not so much the control, but so much as the I'm I'm reading the room. If they're having a tough day, if they have the sniffles, if they're tired, if they, mm-hmm. you know, stayed up late the night, the night before, whatever it is, I know that I can go easy on the workload that day. And just make up for it throughout the week. And it's not a bell schedule. It's just kind of we're rolling with the goals. We set goals for the week. And that's what we need to accomplish. And how I can get those accomplished, that's how we kind of work it throughout the week. You know? And so it's just, it's it's a lot of learning. But more importantly, it's giving ourselves as parents the pass to do it our way. And to understand that we have the ability to do it right. It doesn't have to be the same to be right. Right. And the process of de-schooling, I think, is like what they've um, termed it. Mm -hmm. But de-schooling is letting go of the parents' Mm -hmm. expectation of what school should be. That's exactly right. And it takes a long time because I'm in my third year of homeschooling. (laughs) And it takes a while. (laughs) And when the light goes off, and or on, no, the light goes off a lot. But when the light goes on... You're like, you see the fruit and you see that they're actually learning and it's amazing. Look, on, on Saturday, we went to grab lunch. We were talking metric system while waiting for our food. We're talking how they measure and how they weigh the seafood. We're talking how they mm-hmm. tell you that, you know, depending on the pounds of the seafood, that's how they're going to charge you. But again, it's it's letting go of the expectations. Once you're in that de-schooling mode, and then you enter into that freedom mode, you're going to like record, you know, it's kind of like when you get pregnant, you notice every belly in the, in society, when you get a new car, now you notice that car everywhere in traffic, you got engaged. Now you notice everybody with an engagement ring. It's the same thing. Once you acknowledge that you are capable, even more capable than uh, an overworked teacher with 30 students that has to follow a bell schedule. When you realize that in your then you're literally on high alert for every educational experience. And it's not that you're making it happen. You're just highlighting it and talking about it a little bit more to get that aha moment from your kid. Right. It is a natural process. It is a very natural process. When you get into that zone, that freedom zone, or that freedom mode. It's like, it's crazy. I'm getting chills just thinking about the moment. That's how crazy it is, right? Because you're like, oh my God. We oh, must be on the same God. level of like, I just got it. <laughs> but it's so okay. Great. It takes a while. It does people. take a minute. It takes a minute. <laughs> and that's the thing. And that's what I want to share with other parents. You know, like, listen, give yourself a break. Do whatever you think feels right. But for us, what worked and what got me to that aha moment is really reverse engineering what my actual goals were. Because at the beginning, my goals were skewed. I was just like, my only goal is to parallel the school and kids, I got to put them right back. Right. But that was like mm-hmm. frantic, quick, find a solution. And then in case you got to go back, you got to keep this going. So in essence, I'm trying to make myself into this teacher that has 30 students and follows a bell schedule. That doesn't work. And I feel like that's the antithesis of homeschooling. (laughs) Now I realize that.
but um, what came to mind just now is like a fear mode. So like you're living in this fear mode versus freedom mode. Oh my God. You know, yes, and it's like fear. this fear that you have to send your kid back to school. What if they have to go back to school? It's like, they'll probably be two grades ahead by the time Honestly, that happened. Like worst case scenario. Yes, yes, yes. And like, and you know what's funny? And I know this is a little bit side note, but we're traveling, right? So we're traveling in our camper. We decided to sell it all and just kind of hit the road and get off the hamster wheel and literally do it our way in every sense of the way of the word. Well, we've met so many full-time families on the road, okay? All of their homeschool kids, especially the ones that have been homeschooled forever, are the sweetest, most social children that I've ever met, okay? Mm -hmm. And this is coming from me who's, who was like, parent class, uh, what is it, uh, parent classroom, parent teacher classroom monitor. I was there like for all the events, for my girls' classrooms, and doing everything with the teacher to see all these kids. The homeschooled kids and the campgrounds are social. They are excited. They are motivated about learning. They are well-mannered. Like, honestly, all the concerns that everybody has, because I got the questions too, well, are the girls going to have another social aspect going to homeschool and this is before we even decided to travel are the girls are are they going to know how to make friends are they going to be kind of socially awkward are they going to fall behind and i'm like i got all my questions answered traveling and meeting all these other homeschooling families it's so mm -hmm. unbelievably clear that it is not a detriment to homeschool it is not you're not at an automatic uh uh um uh, detriment if you decide to homeschool. And that was my biggest thing. I'm like, am I shorting my kids of a real education, right? Am I shorting my kids of opportunities down the road? Am I shorting them of having a big circle of friends, right? Those are all the normal questions we all ask. But once we do the research, we realize that's not even the case. Sure. Do you have to make a little bit of an extra effort to find out who are the homeschooling, you know, groups and all that. But with social media, there's no excuse they're all out there. <laughs> you see, I understand how this could have been difficult, maybe 50, 60, 100 years ago. But now, all you need to do is get on social media and find a homeschooling group and you know where they meet, when they meet and what they do. So the social aspect is not a concern whatsoever. And there are so many in Palm Beach County that um, you could have your kid involved in anything any day of the week. Absolutely. 100%. There's so much flexibility. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it just brings, I think that homeschooling brings that life to the family, you know, it, oh inter gosh, it yes. integrates the adults with the children. And there's just that quality time that, like I said, you just can't get back. And you see it, you see the change, you see the change in them when you spend that time. Because, you know, he, my husband and I are real big on just quality time every day, even if it's just 15 minutes for each kid, the one on one. But this it's like on steroids. They're so happy and they're just so eager to play with us. Cause like I said, we do a lot of education through a lot of games and, you know, and, and that's another thing it's learning to see, it's learning how my kids like to learn because Autumn, I never thought about that before. I never really broke it down. I'm like, they're just going to school. They're getting an education. They should be learning everything. Right? No. As you can tell, I'm a chatter. I was very chatty when I was in school. So where do they always sit me? They always sat me next to the teacher. My desk was always next to the teacher. <laughs> so they could keep tabs on how much chatting I was doing throughout the day, right? And like, it's these little things for me that when I look back at my education and my experience through the school system and everything, that I'm like, that alone made me self-conscious about my chatting, okay? And although they needed to do that, 
in order to keep the class under control and make sure nobody was getting out of line or whatever, that's what you have to do in a group setting. And if you don't have to be in a group setting, why not help your own child yourself, especially if you have the time, right? And the whole, well, I didn't go to college and I'm not a teacher and I'm not qualified. You're way more qualified than any teacher just because you love your child and you care about your child. That alone has given you the advantage of the number one educator in your child's life. And I love that. I really do. And it's not that I like, I, I, I don't have a teaching background. I don't have anything to do with education. But I know that I want the best interest for my kids. And I know that as a 40-year-old now, who are the successful adults and why are they successful? And, the, and here's a hint to the answer. It has nothing to do with whether they went to public school or they went to private school or how many years of schooling they did. Mm -hmm. And it has everything to do with their opinion of themselves, their relationship with their family as a child, and the goals that the grown-ups around them had for that person. Mm -hmm. So what's different about homeschooling? Nothing. Right. And we can build in that motivation, that internal motivation that every child needs 100%. to figure out who they are, what God has brought them into the world to do. Absolutely. So absolutely, that is the path that we can kind of nurture. Exactly. Exactly. And so my Callie, my nine-year-old loves hands-on. She wants to touch and feel things when she's counting. She wants to build stuff as we're talking about it. My little one loves workbooks. She is a workbook queen. She can sit on the workbooks for hours on end. My oldest, I can't convince her to get on the workbook. So learning how they learn is huge because like you just said, now we can see what they love, what they're into, and then nurture it, right? Without all the extra fluff, the social media, the pressures, the bullying, you know, the, the drills, the drills. I only went through one drill because, you know, they're little. I only went through one active shooter drill and I about died. I literally wanted to break into the school and go grab her, but obviously you can't do that. They're on lockdown, right? So those little things, right? And then even this year, right? Even in Palm Beach County, I know all of, all the parents got it, right? It was the, um, we're running out of teachers, so I don't care who you are. If you got 30 credits, you can become a substitute teacher. Uh, then you got the email about the masks, about how they're kind of, yes, maybe, no, they're not sure. And then the, uh, oh, we got the, parents, we all want you to know we're aware of the TikTok video going around, uh, motivating children to or kids or people to come and shoot up schools. So when you have back-to-back -back messages like that, it only reasserts that I made the right choice for my children, okay? And I know that... And I saw a meme recently that said, and maybe it was posted in the homeschooling group, but it said, I don't know if we did the right thing, but I know that we did the right thing for our family. For us, this is huge because for our family, this is what we needed, right? Like we needed to be together. We're very, very close. And I feel like this has helped my children cope with everything going on in the world by being together with their folks every day. What words of encouragement would you give a parent who is currently, you know, maybe still in the school system, who's on the fence of homeschooling? What is that word of encouragement that might just push them into homeschooling? You can do it. And that's like, that's like the biggest thing is you can do it and you can do it better than anybody else. And I feel like 
once they have that moment of enlightenment where they realize that the public school system is not the end-all, be-all to make a child or a human successful in the future, that in and of itself is very powerful because the fear that we had talked about before, a lot of it has to do with what if I don't do everything that the school was going to do for them. And for so many years, mm -hmm. success was equated to schooling. But what we're not catching is that success is actually related to education. And education can be received in a variety of ways, not just through compulsory school. Right. I mean, you're basically separating schooling right. from education. Right. And general. I think that for me was a biggie because I thought they were synonymous. I was like, well, duh, they have to go to school to get an education. If yeah. they want to become anything in the future, they have to go to school. Right. If they want to go get a job, they need to go to school. Yeah. But guess what? The internet, the pandemic, technology, everything has turned all that on its head. Because let's be real, we can all get a course, get a license, open up a business, and pass a test probably in a few days and be ready to roll. And we don't need the permission from a teacher or yeah. a manager or a business owner to tell us we can do so. Anybody can do that. Gone are the days where that's required. So for me, I feel like letting parents know that anybody can do it. If I can do it, I'm an immigrant from Colombia. Mm -hmm. my, my second, my, my, my first language is Spanish. I was in ESO classes as a kid to learn English. I, you know, I, I come from a single parent household. I have a husband who's a recovering alcoholic. I work from home. I manage two businesses. If I can do it, anybody can do it. The way that you speak about homeschooling is just definitely going to encourage those parents out there in our community. So I really appreciate you taking the time, especially being on the road um, and making the time to join me. So Anytime, anytime, Autumn. And I appreciate you for what you're doing because this is what everybody needs, you know? And now I know about your podcast. I'm so excited. And this is what everybody needs. It's just a little bit of encouragement. And for me, the homeschooling groups on social media were a big support. They led me on the right path for me to ask my own questions. And in the end, get the information that I was seeking that was a right fit for my family. And if I could leave you with one last thing too, is don't get caught up on comparing curriculums. Just focus on your goals for your children and then work backwards from there and learn how learn how they love to learn and that's the secret sauce to the really the whole operation thank you for tuning in to the local homeschoolers podcast if you would like to share your homeschool story or have a local palm beach county resource that you would like to share on the podcast please reach out to us at localhomeschoolers.com